Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, folks. I'm Bruce Campbell, and you're listening to Kind of Funny Games Daily. Of all the funny shows out there, this is definitely one of them. Well, thank you very much there to Bruce Campbell for that very groovy intro. You love to see it. Uh, Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Friday, 13th of May, 2022. I am your host, Tim Hossein, and joining me is my brother from another mother, Tim Motherfucking Gaze. Dude, I'm doing fantastic, and I feel like of all days to be able to host with you, I'm excited that it gets to be Mm -hmm. this day, the day of Kendrick Lamar. You love to see it. Also, the day that I finally got the new Porty shirt that you can get on kindoffunny.com slash store. This thing is premium, dude. This might be the most premium kind of funny merch we've ever had. Like, Porty's, like, stitched. Like, it's like a a 3D little, like, it's nice, man. I got a little pocket. What am I going to put in the pocket? A phone? Oh, hell yeah. Maybe my mouse? Like, what else could I fit in there? I don't know. So much things. I want to see stuff. a picture of you wearing that T-shirt with just an entire LaCroix in that pocket. Yeah. Oh, oh, definitely. <laughs> definitely, man. I love uh, that you got it in your blue as well, which is I know. wonderful. This, this nice. all worked out. Hey, enough of all of this. Yes. How as, has your as, last 12 hours been? <laughs> you know what, Tim? You know, whenever I do one of these shows, I always want to do uh, the day in pop culture history mm-hmm. um, to recount what's happened. And usually we look back at what's happened. Today, though, we are looking at what is happening right now because May 15th, 2022, in pop culture history, the release of Kendrick Lamar's Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. What an Yo. album already. As well as My Chemical Romance's new album. But uh, new, I song. I, new song. A new song. A eight new song. Eight years, yes. eight Tam. Years, yeah. We've been waiting eight years. Emo kids, rise up. Great day. Rise up, emo kids. And I hope that uh, you are eating well out there. I've not listened to it yet, but I will after I get the Kendrick album out on my system. How many listens How you, through are you right now? I'm about five listens through. Five? Oh my god! That yeah. for context, this is an hour and eighteen minute <laughs> long album. Yeah. So, so that I was up the very majority late. of. <laughs> yeah, I was up crazy. extremely late, and then I got up early to listen to it again. And like I've done, I've done listens where I'm just sitting on my couch. I've done listens on my headphones. I've done listens through my sound bar. I've done listens pacing up and down my my uh, apartment. I've done listens holding my cat and dancing. Like I've done in I've done listens where I'm crying. I've done listens. It's it's a hell of an album so far. And the funny thing is, I haven't even begun to unpack the messaging, the themes. I'm getting bits and pieces of it and I think it's one of I think it's the lore. An, I think it's an important album for hip hop and rap oh history. And and like I was talking to Bless about this a bit earlier, but like it is such a brave and bold album. It is one of the most acclaimed. It is uh, the artist of our generation. Like the first thing I wanted to tweet is having listened to it a few times, 
I thought to myself, I am so happy. And this is going to sound corny as shit, but I'm, I 100% believe it. I'm happy I'm alive at the same time as Kendrick Lamar. You know what I mean? Dude, and, I totally and, feel it, man. You're right. Like, this, you get, like, this is yeah. a day in pop culture history that we're, we're yeah, living yeah. through. I'm, I'm only at one and a half listens through, uh, but I can't wait this weekend to, to keep listening. Yeah. And I'm pleased to announce, uh, I saw uh, uh, ZOVGM was tweeting at us, but we had already planned this. So I was like, this is the best news for him ever. On Monday, we will be recording a screencast review of uh, this album. It's going to be me, Tam, Bless, and Roger. I'm very, very excited about that. Uh, uh, totally discussing our first weekend with this album, mm-hmm. which I'm sure is just going to be, you know, the surface level of uh, where this album can go. But I definitely recommend everyone go check out the album this weekend and then come back youtube.com slash kind of funny screencast on podcast feeds next Monday uh, for all of your Kendrick oh my God. thoughts. <laughs> there's there's tour dates now. <laughs> so uh <laughs> I, I really hope he's coming to San Francisco because we got to go. Are we getting to San Francisco? Check in now. I saw him on no the No San tour. Francisco. Really? Well, there's Oakland. No probably. San Francisco. Uh, maybe there's Oakland. <laughs> yes, there is Oakland. There's Oakland. September and August. We got to go. We got to mm-hmm. go. Mm-hmm. I am down. I just, I saw Dave, uh, uh, Santan Dave uh, uh, recently, and it was incredible. Um, so I'm like feeling a little more comfortable about going to to actual um, live concerts, and I'm 100% going to this one. Incredible! I saw I saw Damn live in London as well. It was unbelievable. It was mind blowing. But yeah, this album is is important. It feels like um, he, it, I I've had a real problem with a lot of rap and hip-hop lately where it just feels largely vapid and braggadocious and no one's really got anything to say of importance and this feels like kendrick turning around and being like everyone needs to stop that shit everyone needs to like say something meaningful if you want i will and it is like it reminds me of a a line in mask off where he basically says how do you let a uh, conscious rapper go commercial and this is him leveraging that kind of line and that moment where a conscious rapper has gone commercial and is do- and and having done that is using that moment to tell the industry like these are important issues because this is an album that speaks to it's personal it's like about trauma it's about being shaped by not being loved and having father uh, having a good father figure or having a certain type of father figure it's about you know, it's about being trans. It's about being, you know, having relationships that are like destructive, but also important. And it's such a dense album. And I just cannot wait to keep digging into it. And we're going to get all into it. No, we're going to get into it next week. Uh, but for, for this week, we've got, uh, for this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily, in anyway, we've got a bunch of cool news stories, interesting news stories. We've got a release date for the Dead Space remake. We've got a PlayStation exec saying very stupid things. Uh, and we've got a potential Silent Hill leak and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily where each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv forward slash Kind of Funny Games, we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com forward slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com forward slash Kind of Funny Games. 
roosterteeth.com or listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for Kind of Funny Games Daily. Remember, as always, you can use the Epic Creator Code Kind of Funny on all Epic Games Store and Epic in-game purchases like Rocket League or Fortnite to help support the channel. And to be part of the show, you can go to patreon.com forward slash kind of funny games where bronze members are above get to write in and silver members are above get the show ad free along with the exclusive daily post show. Housekeeping, I mean, goddamn one time, why can't it be a bad game of sweeping? In case you missed it, there is a new episode of the Kind of Funny X-Cast where the crew is joined by Joseph Staten to talk about Halo Infinite Season 2. You can check that out on youtube.com forward slash kind of funny games and of course podcast services. Uh, there's a really, really, int- really, really fun, really, really interesting, really cool, brilliant episode of uh, KFGC um, live right now on youtube.com uh, forward slash kind of funny games. Someone called Lucy James joined the Gamescast crew to talk about her top, their top uh, three working game developers. I don't know who that is. Doesn't seem important. Uh, you can go and tell them your picks and yell at them for their ones uh, in the comments there. Um, if you go over to kindoffunny.com forward slash store, as previously mentioned and very nicely shown off by Tim, you can get brand new shirt and hat from Campfire Design Studio that features Portillo the Wiener Dog. Um, snug in a bun. There he is, our king. And, and currently, it is. Uh, they are sold out, but I, I believe we are working on restocks. Definitely. Let's yeah. go. There's a um, the thing. If you go to the site, you can. Uh, it's not pre-order, but it's like a mm. notify when it's back in stock thing, and and yeah. they'll they're they're good on that. Yeah, and you've heard us talk about this before, but Nick from Campfire finished this design last year, and it was planned to be on the schedule for this month. So. Now, part of the proceeds will go to uh, Central Missouri Humane Society as a way to honor our fallen king, Portillo. Rest in power. Uh, similarly, when Portillo passed, uh, Andy shared a Metal Gear Solid-inspired porty design that he never finished. But after a lot of encouragement from the best friends and a lot of yelling from Greg, he finished it. And it's the platinum item on patreon.com forward slash kind of funny and patreon.com forward slash kind of funny games this month. If you subscribe at the platinum tier anytime this month, you'll get that limited edition t-shirt. Of course, it is the Fox logo, the Fox engine logo, which is incredible. Uh, really so quick, good. Uh, the last uh, piece of housekeeping, new episode of PSI I Love You up uh, this mm-hmm. uh, morning. All about, uh, you know, clearing out their backlog, admitting what games they're giving up on, what games they realistically are going to finish. And also talked about some news stories of maybe, you know, the the lead of a, a certain Sony company talking some some real dumb shit. So if you want to get their mm-hmm. takes on that, you can uh, listen today. Yep, you can indeed. And we'd like to extend a thank you to our Patreon producers, uh, Anonymous and Fargo Brady. And today we are brought to you by Me Undies and Credit Karma, but we'll tell you more about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and will forever be the Roper Report. It is time for some news. We've got six stories today. A Baker's Dozen. The first story you may have seen floating around yesterday, but it is the Dead Space remake getting a release date finally. And that release date is January 2023. Um, This new story comes from the number one video game website on the internet still. 
GameSpot.com, written by our very own Steve Watts. The Dead Space remake from EA Motive now has an official release date, as announced in the latest Dead Space stream. The game will release on January 27th, 2023 for PC, PS5, and Xbox Series X and S. Uh, previously announced, uh, it was it was announced that Dead Space will be targeting an early 2023 release date, and this announcement puts it about as early into the year as games tend to get. Um, before that, it was expected in 2022, and reports circulated just ahead of the release window that a year wanted to give it a little more time. Original Dead Space was, of course, developed and created by Visceral Games, follows an engineer called Isaac Clark. Some gnarly shit happens on the Ishimura, and then you get to shoot off some limbs. Remake is being uh, created by EA Motive, which previously worked on the flight combat sim Star Wars Squadrons. Um, it's going to run on the Frostbite engine and will feature some modern touches like immersive sound design, while also striving to remain faithful to the original vision. Tim, I am super excited for Dead Space. I, Are you excited? I could not be more excited. Like everything about this, I'm like, this sounds like something that I, I want. I feel like remakes specifically have been in a really good place for the, the last couple of years where they found a new identity um, where we've, there was the the old era of kind of just like remasters and there was a whole whole bunch of those especially back in the ps3 era um where there was this obsession yeah. with taking ps2 trilogies um and or duologies and uprezzing them maybe making them widescreen widescreen because there was that jump from ps the ps2 era to the ps3 era that was hd right and just being able to play a game in widescreen was a novelty back then uh but i think that there was this insistence on pushing the tech as it was uh popular then which was 3d so i think a lot of those yeah. remasters kind of focused on the wrong elements to push forward um so they don't really stand as like the definitive versions for the most part of those games or even if not definitive uh memorable they're just kind of like oh yeah i guess that thing was it happened whatever but with remakes now when we get things that are as drastically different different as a final fantasy 7 or things like resident evil 2 or 3 that stay true to the core of it but are dramatically different games at the end of the day i'm excited to see this from dead space one specifically where it's like this game already mm. in my mind i imagine still holds up like if you were to play it today because it of does the way that it was designed but taking that and and really especially with the consoles it's coming out on pc ps5 xbox series x and s like this is a true next gen remake of this this game that i have really high hopes for and i was talking to craig about this yesterday i appreciate the transparency that ea of all people have had with the development of this game and the the they're working with true fans of the franchise to make sure that they're getting these little things right and i love that we're at this point now that they're not focusing on the gimmicky 3d bullshit they're focusing on things like 3d sound which is not a gimmick yeah. that is something that is completely uh enhancing the immersion and that is something that is key to the value of a game like dead space yeah for sure uh, the way i think of it is like there's a lot of there's more of a push to remake games how you remember them and not how they actually were um, and in doing that, it requires a little more creativity from developers these days. Like it's the blue point approach as opposed to the old, like, let's just crank up the resolution on this and leave it as is. It's like thinking what, what would be, what would make this game, uh, live, give this game a new lease on, on life from now on. And like bringing, like, like you said, dead space, um, it holds up remarkably well. I played a, a bit of it fairly recently um on a modern pc and it 
a lot of the stuff that makes it hold up well, the the audio design, the the kind of like atmosphere and the visual stuff, the the really cool shots that they use, that is the stuff that Motive seems to be really focusing on amping up. And I feel good about this remake in a lot of ways. I feel like they know what they're doing. My major concern would be the Frostbite engine itself. But I feel like we've had enough time with Frostbite for EA's developers to kind of figure it out. And there's been enough games since the early days of Frostbite that have been released based using it that are stable and good. And I think that I, that's less of a worry these days than it would have been when you know, they were trying to build massive um, Battlefield games for the first time on it. They still have their issues here and there, but Frostbite, I think, is is a little more stable. You know, it, it, another thing there, uh, something you said, like, sparked this for me. Like, I, I find myself um, very excited about remakes often, and I think a lot of that has to do, of course, with the nostalgia and my love for, for some of these old games. Like, even things like Prince of Persia, Prince of Persia, Sands of Time, which I'm so excited for. And that is the remake that from what we've seen, I've been most trepidatious of just because of what we've seen. Uh, but when it comes to things like Dead Space, I think that there's just a value to these like eight hour games, eight to 10 hour games that um, are, we just don't get many of these days, right? Like things are either the most open world things imaginable, even linear games, like even things like Last of Us Part 2, it's like that is like a 30 hour experience, yeah. you know? Like I, I really kind of think there's something special to a tightly designed 10 or less hour experience and those don't often these days get this big triple a kind of push and experience i think that going back to the classics the things that defined the 360 era when some of these uh, types of games were at their best and upgrading them for modern sensibilities i think is a phenomenal um kind of avenue and a little a little bit, bit of a a nice break from bigger 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 more 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 that we're mm. so used to nowadays from where video games are at yeah for sure i'm excited for this remake um and it's coming at a I would love to have had it this year, but um, especially given the dearth of games since uh, early, early, it's been so long since we've had a major release. Um, but yeah, I'm happy for it to be early in next year. Uh, next story comes from the number two video game website on the internet. Yes, that's correct. It is GameSpot.com. Uh, very own Jessica Howard put together a story, which is hey. Play PlayStation staff reportedly angry over CEO's abortion rights email that discusses cat birthdays. Ah, here we are again. Uh, here we are. Here we are. CEOs, just uh, how about just don't say anything challenge. Let's do it. Um, staff members at PlayStation are reportedly angry following CEO Jim Ryan sending an email to employees urging them to respect differences in opinion on abortion rights before writing at length about his two cats first birthday party according to bloomberg the email begins by addressing current events such as the recent leak of a u.s supreme court opinion draft signaling the intent to overturn roe v wade the landmark case which federally legalized abortion Ryan did not take a stance on the subject in the email, instead writing that the company and its employees are multifaceted and diverse, holding many different viewpoints. We owe it to each other and to PlayStation, PlayStation's millions of users to respect differences of opinion among everyone in our internal and external communities, Ryan wrote. Respect does not equal agreement, but it is a fundamental uh, it is fundamental to who we are as a company and as a valued global brand. 
Ryan then went on to write five paragraphs on something lighthearted to help inspire everyone to be mindful of having balance that can help ease the stress of uncertain world events. His cats. The CEO described his two cats' first birthday party, including their cakes, and his desire to get a dog one day. In internal discussions viewed by Bloomberg, PlayStation staff members expressed anger at the tone of the email writing that they felt Ryan had trivialized their rights. One employee reportedly stated they had never been so mad about a cat birthday before. While it is not unusual for companies to shy away from making political statements, especially ones regarding abortion, Ryan's attempt to put employees at ease with cat stories might be a first. GameSpot reached out for, to Sony for a comment regarding Ryan's email and is still waiting for a response. One company that did take a stand against the Supreme, Court, uh, Supreme Court's apparent attempt at overturning Roe v. Wade, however, is Destiny developer Bungie. In a blog post shared on the studio's official website last week, the company called the decision a direct attack on human rights. The company then listed a number of pro-choice organizations supporters can donate to, including Urge, the Unite for Repro Reproductive and Gender Equality and NARAL Pro-Choice America. Ironically, Bungie is a company owned by PlayStation. Dude, this uh. is it's so frustrating and ridiculous, and that's what it is. And I, I, all the cat stuff and all this, I just hate that we're even talking about those elements of it. Like, there's enough dumb shit to pick apart here that we don't need to get into the like how silly it is that uh, he spends more time talking about cat stuff. Like, it's distractions, and he's not meaning it to be distractions. It's just a bunch of tone deaf nonsense, and we need to just focus on the fact that like we should not be in 2022 and this still be a question, and let alone a question that people in extremely left-leaning industries are still having wavering stances on like this should be something that like bungie playstation's like no we're not fucking standing with this shit and like i i do think that there is the the side of it where we're seeing more and more uh companies kind of stand together and put their foot down and be like no we're doing this and once one does i think others are like oh we should do that too and it's not a following in line of like oh man like we, we have to do this because we're being bullied into it it's more like oh, shit, there's value in us coming forth and being public about our stance on this. We're standing with it. We believe in it. But to say I believe in it makes such a, a bigger wave and such a bigger push, and it motivates others to do the right thing. And I think that that is why this is extra frustrating is Bungie did the right thing. And PlayStation right here are not doing the right thing, not doing the wrong thing in terms of the, the stance on it, but by not doing the right thing you are doing the wrong thing and that i think is the the biggest problem that that they're having here and jim ryan puts his foot in his mouth every other day and like you know all of these the ceos and and, and leaders of these businesses we pick apart every word that they put out and we we make fun of them and we are sarcastic about it and we take it for its worst value all of that stuff there's no getting away from that that's just the way of the world but it is unfortunate that he makes it makes it this damn easy. And more than that, I prefer when it's stuff like him putting his foot in his mouth about backwards compatibility yeah. and about the value of old games and things like that. This is so ridiculous where it's like the, we should be picking apart the words like respect and, and acceptance and all of this stuff where it's like, what the fuck are you doing, man? It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah it is. It is. I just I. I... There, I agree with that 100%. I also, like, 
What are the checks and balances at PlayStation where that was allowed to go out? Is no one being like, don't say that. That's a stupid thing well, to say. Uh, and this, uh, we discussed this on PS I Love You again. Uh, you know, we just put up a, a clip on social of uh, Janet's thoughts on on this and her breakdown of this. Um, I, I, this feels like, you know, lawyers checked this, you know, of like, all right, you know, like you, you got to kind of play both sides and, and be very safe in your in your speech of, you know, like we got to we got to respect each other's uh, shit here and stuff like that. Like, that's what it feels. It feels like corporate speak. Um and it, it just, like, it really makes you question of, like, does, you know, Jim Ryan care about any of his female employees in this situation and stuff like that? You yeah, guys said it earlier of, like, when you, you know, uh, keeps uh, silent, you, you're standing with the side of the oppressor. And, you know, that's that's something that, you know, the head of PlayStation made very clear yesterday to me. Yeah, it's just, like, now you're going to have so many people who are like just rethinking their approach to PlayStation, like on a cold business perspective, like you've just shot yourself in the foot by both siding something which has a clear right and wrong answer, like support abortion rights, support females uh, ability to choose. And like by going, uh, maybe we should think about each other. It's like, what are you doing? Just if you're going to like mealy mouth this shit, just don't say anything at all. Just keep your mouth shut. And now we're in a situation where not only are we looking at this for, as Tim said, what are you talking about with this stance? Also, why are you talking about your cats? What the fuck are you doing? Like trivializing something like this by bringing in your cats and I hope they have a nice birthday and I want to get a dog one day. It's just like, can you imagine working at that company like now what you must be thinking about the leadership? Like you've undermined yourself as the head of a company in such a in such a like multifaceted way that people are going to be like, this is I need to rethink where I am, which is not a good thing for you to be doing as the leader of the company. It's just mind bogglingly stupid. And it's it's another perfect example of the idea that a lot of people have held CEOs are largely morons, <laughs> like they are stupid disc. Dis, like disconnected out of touch people for the most part and you know not all of them perhaps but like the ones that are are very open about showing how stupid they are and this is just one of those situations i just think that it, it's insane to look at 2022 of where we're at where you know for politics have existed since the dawn of time Things have changed, though, and with where we're at, with the way conversations happen and, and how many conversations are happening at all time and the access that people have to knowledge and to an understanding of different perspectives, like I I'm, uh, can fathom people disagreeing about uh, certain aspects of, of major political uh, ideologies in the 80s or 90s because there was less access for you to understand the other side. People need to have empathy. I think it always comes back to empathy. You need to learn that and you need to learn that there are other perspectives. I think that the excuse of I don't understand other perspectives – that died a long time ago. Like they're out there, they're being shoved down your throat and you're just not listening then if you are not seeing this. And I think that we're at a point now that there are certain uh, things like this that there's right and wrong, like you were saying. Like so mm. like th there is an evil side to this that it's like, yo, if you were siding with this stuff, you are wrong. And yes. it sucks that PlayStation is not 
putting their foot down and they're acting like it's the fucking 80s man it's not it's 2022 y'all know the right and wrong side of this and you trying to not take a stance because you don't want to upset a portion of your audience mm-hmm. that ain't cool man like and that's gonna upset another portion of of your audience and they are the ones that are on the right side of things yeah and like for for the sake of clarity because i see this constantly and it pisses me off there are people are like it's a complicated issue and it needs discussion both sides have no it's not a complicated issue like it's a very simple issue in fact and the people out there like oh it's complicated we need to think about it like this and this are like you're just trying to distract from the fact that you just you you have the wrong stance on this like you have to it's it's a it's a literally a woman's choice and it should be supported it should be available to them you don't get to make a decision on someone else's and there are incredible amounts of uh thoughts and 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 situations where abortion is important necessary and it is important like i've always seen constant i've seen constantly and i'll repeat it again you don't you're not abolishing abortions you're abolishing safe abortions abortions will continue to happen they'll just be done in a way where people hurt themselves and 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 that's not what anyone wants so just put a sock in it there's no like complications around this stuff uh moving on to another sony story that will quickly breeze through um coming from the number three video game website on the world in the world um, it is Gamespot.com once again. Darren Bontheus. Sony has reportedly registered a new PS5 model. We're going to speed through this because this could be something major. It is also more likely to be something nothing. Um, Sony has appears to have registered a new PlayStation 5 model in Japan as the company received construction design certification in April for CF11200 device used, uh, uses updated radio equipment. This approval is likely for the PS5 as the Sony console uses a CF11XXX uh, model numbering scheme. Uh, having received the certification in April from Japan's Ministry of Internal Affairs and Communications, um, uh, the new hardware is designed to conform to the latest radio wireless communication equipment standards yada 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 blah 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 a lot of stuff around a, a new model basically it looks like in all likelihood this is going to be the same ps5 that you have seen everywhere and not been able to purchase just with different kind of internals um slightly different internals to conform to um a change in the radio uh, frequency stuff so i don't know some people take get some weirdos get real excited at that uh, yeah. different insights I do think that this is one of the rare instances, and we've seen this happen a couple times before with the the mm-hmm. Wii and the PS3 to an extent, uh, but it's not going to be a new version of it. I doubt it's even going to be as significant of an uh, update as we even saw from the Switch um, originally when there was that version that came out with like the slightly better battery life. You know, uh, where it was like, it looked the same. You wouldn't know the difference, but like, if you know, you know, type shit. But I think the value here is just that uh, there's going to be new PS5s out there. Like, I think that that alone is an exciting prospect for a lot of people. I personally know a lot of people that have been looking for PS5s and in the last two months have, in the Bay Area at least, been able to find them at Best Buys or whatever um, after like really, really trying and kind of giving up for a while. But that still seems like a very rare occurrence. It is not just a, hey, anywhere in America, walk into a store and get it. Like yeah. It feels more like trying to get a Nintendo product around Christmas every year, uh, but just always. And so them doing anything they can to get more on store shelves is, I think, good for PlayStation and definitely for the consumers. Mm. You might not be able to get a PlayStation 5 right now, but you can definitely get some ads 
So remember, you can go to patreon.com forward slash kind of funny games where you can get the show ad free. And if you haven't done that, enjoy these ads. Shout out to Credit Karma for sponsoring this episode. Have you ever been rejected for a credit card? It happens way too often. That's why Credit Karma created Karma Confidence Technology, helping members apply with more confidence. Are you earning credit card rewards? Credit Karma can help you compare your rewards options so you can find a card that fits your lifestyle, helping you earn miles or cash back for spending money that you're going to spend anyways. Of course, I'm a huge fan of that. I love Credit Karma. One of my favorite features is how Credit Karma uses your credit data to show you your chances of approval before you even apply, which helps you apply with more confidence and then it doesn't affect your credit score. Credit Karma uses your credit profile to show you offers that are tailored to your financial situation. Uh, they also partner with a wide range of card issuers so you can be sure that you're exploring all sorts of options. I love Credit Karma. It's so easy to use. Fantastic stuff. Credit Karma, create your own karma. Ready to find the card for you? Head to Credit Karma and check out your personalized mix of offers today. Go to creditkarma.com or the Credit Karma app to find the card for you. That's creditkarma.com. Shout out to MeUndies for sponsoring this episode. You know those days when your coffee shop is out of cold brew and your air conditioner breaks and you try to go to the beach but there's zero parking spots? Yeah, life can be hard. Good thing MeUndies is here to help you take a break from the hardships of the world and give yourself a soft summer. Of course, I don't need to tell you. I got the MeUndies shirt. I got the MeUndies lounge pants. I'm wearing the MeUndies undies, the socks. Even my face mask is MeUndies. I absolutely love MeUndies and their soft micro-modal fabric. And you're going to love it too. I absolutely absolutely guarantee it with me undies light and breathable micromodal fabric you can stay comfy and cool all summer long they have super fun seasonal prints and tons of styles to choose from in sizes extra small all the way up to 4xl me undies has a great offer for all of you any first time purchasers you can get 15 percent off if you sign up for the free to join membership you can apply that 15 percent off to their already discounted membership prices uh, to get 15 percent off your first order and a hundred percent satisfaction guarantee go to meundies.com slash kind of funny. That's M E U N D I E S dot com slash kind of funny. Our next story comes from the number three video game website. Is it four? Uh, it's four, five, Could and be. six. Uh, website on gaming website on the internet is gamespot.com. Okay. It's, gotcha. it's gamespot.com. Uh, uh, Jenny Zeng uh, writes an alleged Silent Hill screenshot leak. Has, get, has been taken down by copyright claims. Makes you think. Four alleged Silent Hill images leaked by a Twitter user called Aesthetic Gamer, also known as Dusk Golem, um, have since been taken down by a DMCA request. Uh, while people were in doubt over the validity of the image, the copyright claim suggests that the leaks are real. Hold on. And I want to stop you right there real quick. Mm -hmm. Dusk Golem, kind of funny.com slash you wrong me if I'm wrong about this, but I'm pretty sure that they're one of the big deal leakers that has gotten a lot of things yep. right. Like they leaked, if I remember Resident correctly, Evil, Soul, Resident Evil, Soul Calibur, yep. Yep. Uh, some other things. Yeah. So, so in, in, the, in the tweet, uh, in the original tweet that shared the image, Aesthetic Gamer, aka Dusk Golem, said, This is from a relatively new source for me. Um, but I have been given more than enough proof to believe them. I will also mention the names Anita and Maya, SMS messages, and this is not the only Silent Hill game in development. The shots are a bit dated. Are you telling me there are Silent Hills? There are multiple hills that will be silent, Tim. 
Oh my god, we're finally getting it. The leaked art isn't available on Aesthetic Gamer's Twitter account anymore, which brings into question how aesthetic it is. But you can still find them on Reset Era forums. Uh, the first image shows a dirty room with lots of trash, discarded items, and peeling wallpaper. In the second image, there's a woman that stares at the viewer with the words Minga and I hate myself written on her face. Minga is a British slang. There's also a Monty Python reference in these screenshots. Oh, shit. Um, uh, I think it's... Oh, I forgot what, what reference it is. Uh, he's a very, very naughty boy or something like that. Uh, one of them ones. Okay. Um, uh, but, yeah, it seems like there's a, a UK component to this Silent Hill experience. Interesting. Um, I think the, the Monty Python reference is um, in the Hall of Sticky Notes. Mm. Uh, there's a color colored ominous red, uh, unknown figure standing at the end of the hallway. The word pervert and another, another profanity can be seen. Fourth image looks like concept art version of the third image and Masahiro Ito's uh, creator of the iconic pyramid head design uh, signature can be seen in the lower right corner. Um, as for the aesthetic gamers cryptic description about what we can expect, SMS messages likely refers to the old rumor about a real life interactive component that sends you a text message. Over on Reset Era, Aesthetic Gamer also claimed that Sony is still involved and Konami was the one who filed the DMCA. The SMS thing was tied to Kojima's Silent Hills thing. Mm. Um, as you can imagine, speculations are flying abound with which studio is producing the new Silent Hill game. Popular names include developer Bloober Team, since the company is said to be partnering with Konami on new projects. Nothing's confirmed yet, so we have to wait for more information. As for Aesthetic's... Uh, Oh, no, we read that one. Um, so, yeah, there's a bunch of uh, Silent Hill um, uh, info reportedly leaked going around. I think the kind of idea that it was, there was a time when a couple of people were saying, this looks fake, but then the fact that it's been DMCA'd has kind of given credence to the idea that it's real. So it's exciting. Silent Hill's been gone I, for I, a I really another, long time. I found another leaked image. I found the hills. Here they are. Okay. Look oh, look at them. Are. Oh, my God. Not a single Island sound coming out of them. The music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those those hills oh, looking you. clean, real clean. They need to be, like, soaked in blood and shrouded in fog. Um, <laughs> so much fog. Yeah, An so much fog. amount of fog. Yeah. I, I'm very excited about the idea of Silent Hill coming back and i think it i think with every new successful resident evil game a new silent hill is more likely and the last one was pretty successful for capcom so i feel like it's only a matter of time it bring it is no surprise to me to hear that there's multiple silent hill games in development um if that is the case um so i i am ready and and willing to play more silent hill um how do you feel about this tim uh I've never been the biggest Silent Hill person um, just because of more exposure than anything like uh, Silent Hill 2 was the one that I was most into and I was mainly in it for the music because Laura's theme is the dopest shit of all time. But uh, yep. I, I it, Silent Hill is one of those things that people get really excited about and I was most excited about it in the PT era and mm -hmm. the idea of Kojima being involved and Norman Reedus and all of that. Um, a new Silent Hill, I honestly personally could not care less for. Mm -hmm. uh but i am excited like if it were to actually be real and happen i think that i'd, I'd be more excited for the people that are actually looking forward to it i think that there are a fair amount of them out there the thing is the silent hill series is not 
like a blockbuster mega seller like um up till 2019 so it's been a couple years but the entire franchise sales is nine million and it's Mm. like that's especially with where resident evil is at these days where it's like breaking its own records and like really kind of um selling more than it kind of ever has consistently um i wonder where silent hill kind of functions as a survival horror type game and like what mm-hmm. that could even look like. Cause I think that the prestige of uh, Kojima and that like kind of like PlayStation push potentially could have made that like a bigger deal and like kind of uh, made the IP rise. But I think that from what we're seeing in the screenshot, I get more of the vibe of it's going to just be another silent Hill game, which that yeah. is probably a good thing to people that are hungry for that. But I don't know that that's, it's going to like, dramatically reshape what a silent hill game is but the fact that they're talking about multiple games i don't know maybe maybe there's something there yeah i think i feel like silent hill has always been the kind of art house kind of uh reaction or like response to uh, resident evil's more popcorn blockbuster movie if you know what i mean like mm-hmm. the resident evil games are where you go for like these like very palatable like mainstream kind of horror um experiences while silent hill is where you go for you know like the really really like scary shit like the stuff that is trying to do interesting things and and really play with the medium and and i think that um i hope that they lean into that again um uh, you know capcom has the kind of popcorn um blockbuster uh survival horror genre locked up at right now um in a mm-hmm. lot of ways and i think the space for konami or whoever is taking point on it um to really slot themselves into is by leaning into the the stuff that it seemed like kojima was going down the path of even if they can't use kojima i hope they're still thinking about his ideas because obviously there was discussions about readers being involved about um del toro having an impact on it and also junji ito working on it um and like that is the angle i hope that they pursue if they come out with like a hey we were inspired by junji ito we were inspired by you know del toro's kind of weird visual visual uh, language mm-hmm. and and that kind of stuff i feel like there's a good opportunity for them to make a big comeback but if they have multiple titles in development Maybe they have a separate kind of arm of it where it's like, we'll do one of these like uh, uh, Silent Hill games for the horror weirdos, and then we'll do one for the action weirdos. And together we'll have a nice two-strand approach to um, these to our, this franchise and bring it back. There were yeah, some totally. really great back in the day. Like Shattered Memories is is still like one of the coolest games in Was the Silent Hill Was that the PSP one? No, that was the Wii one, but I think it appeared on PSP later. The Wii gotcha. one, it was like a, I think Shattered Memories was the remake of the first one for the Wii, but it was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it's interesting. Like I just, like I was saying earlier, I wonder what, what Silent Hill's place in the industry is these days when, uh, like you were saying, Capcom kind of has Resident Evil locked. But then on the other side, we have things like Evil Within that I think kind of in some ways took up that more art mm-hmm. house horror vibe. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I'm rooting for it. I mean, it's a legendary franchise, and I, I always love when you can kind of reinvigorate uh, things that haven't really been relevant in a long time. And I, I think that the potential is there. Like, they made a movie of it, right? Like, there's yeah. definitely an audience um, for it, and the name has recognition. So, um, if you put the right team behind it, that's great. I don't know if Bloober's the right team. I was not a fan of the medium, um, but mid game we'll by definition, it's literally the medium. Um, 
Let's go on to our next story. Uh, real quick, going to run you through some MPD news. Uh, I, I took a big old chunk of text from the number 456 video game website, GameSpot. Uh, but I'm just going to boil it down to the... I'm going to give you what you want. I'm going to give you a top 10 list for Please this do. shit, okay? Please. MPD have put their stats out, and let me tell you about the 10 best-selling games of April 2022. Um Tim, I'm going to do 10 to 1, but I'm not going to say 1 immediately. I want you to guess if you don't already know. Number 10, Pokemon Legends Arceus. Um, number 9, Gran Turismo 7. Number 8, Mario Kart 8. Number 7, Horizon Forbidden West. Number 6, Call of Duty Vanguard. Number 5, Nintendo Switch Sports. Number 4, Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Number 3, MLB The Show. Number 2, Elden Ring. Number whoa, one. whoa! What do you think the number one game... Top selling game, top ten. Wait, uh, of April twenty twenty two was. What? I was confident it was Elden Ring. Oof. Hold on. Whoa, whoa. Give me, give me the top five again. The top five was uh, Switch Sports five, uh, Kirby Forgotten Land, MLB The Show twenty two, and number two Elden Ring. What was number ten again? Number ten was Arceus. Oh, I got it. I know what it is. Go on. I got it. Lego Star Hit Wars. Me. Lego Star Wars? That is correct. Yes. Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga at number one. Uh, for, the tw- for the 12 month period ending April 2022, it was uh, number 10, going 10 to 1. Pokemon Arceus, uh, Resident Evil Village, FIFA 22, Far Cry 6, Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga coming in at 6, and then above that, Battlefield 2042, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl, Madden NFL 22, Call of Duty Vanguard, and number one was Elden Ring. Yo, okay, uh, I wasn't, for the first time in, in kind of funny history, I wasn't on the Nintendo Financial episode a couple mm-hmm. days ago, uh, so I, I'm going to have my little spiel here. Y'all, Pokemon is insane. I know we've always mm-hmm. known that, but the numbers that came out for Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl are absolutely Wild. bonkers. They are the highest-selling remakes of a Pokemon game, and when you put that in context for how much Pokemon already sells, the, the fact that the Switch's library is just continuing to dominate and those evergreen games are just getting more and more millions of views every year we check in. And, like, we have that top end, right, with Mario Kart and, and Animal Crossing, Smash, and all that. Uh, but what what about Pokemon? That top ten list is slowly just going to get dominated by these little creatures. <laughs> and it's absolutely insane. Number ten on the list here this month, Pokemon Legends Arceus, is that just going to continue as well? And then yeah. Diamond and Pearl, and then we have uh, – the new ones coming out this year, like holy shit, they have just cash cows on their hands. Pokemon man. killing it, like no, and like yeah, you're saying, like as you said, like they're putting out so many of these games that it's now conceivable that at some point in the future, it, a Nintendo chart could be dominated by a Pokemon game top to bottom, and that would be fascinating Nuts. to see. Um, so for each individual platform, top uh, for April specifically, Lego Star Wars was the number one game, number one best selling game, uh, year to date, 2020. To uh, top 10 games, Elden Ring is number one. Um, so there you have it. That's the MPD breakdown. And then a final story for today. Sega says it is planning multiple remakes, remasters, and new games this year. This comes from my homie Chris Scullion at VGC. Sega has promised a significant increase in new titles by the end of March 2023, including new remakes and remasters of its classic games. In a presentation detailing its results for the fiscal year ending March 2022, the parent company Sega Sammy reported strong sales of console and PC games, citing increased profits compared to FY 2021 and forecasting even higher numbers for FY 2023. Um, the 
it puts the forecast down in a, to a significant increase in titles as well as continued revenue from large number of new titles. Um, so there's a bunch of like remakes and remaster spin-offs or, or a change of themes, which it says uh, is planning multiple titles for. According to Sega in the last financial year, it sold 4 million games that fell into this category, including Sonic Colors Ultimate, Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania, and Lost Judgment, which is considered a spin-off of Yakuza. Um, the, Sega is basically planning a bunch of new games, and there's been reports in the past that uh, Sega is working on big-budget reboots of Crazy Taxi, and Jet Set Radio, though, but these are so early in development that they almost certainly won't be amongst the remakes and remasters planned for financial year 2023. Um, Bloomberg report last month cited sources claiming that two reboots will be uh, the first titles in Sega's Super Game Initiative, and this is a five-year strategy involving what ex executive VP uh, Shuji Utsumi, Utsumi uh, previously called the development of AAA titles that cross over Sega's comprehensive range of technologies. So, Sega's working on a bunch of games. Um, exciting times for fans of Sega. Um, yeah, especially, I mean, especially, I'm uh, one of those. Like, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm very excited about this. Like, the idea, like, this whole Super Game Initiative, it's so funny and it's so silly, and especially for Sega at this point, that um, has really become a shell of its former self over time. Uh, but I think that they have a, a couple gems in them every once in a while. And um, while I don't have full faith in something like a Jet Set or Crazy Taxi, Super Game Initiative, uh, mm -hmm. big, uh, what's the, the word they use for this? Super um, Baby Method. The, <laughs> um, the big budget, big budget reboots of these franchises. Like, I'm kind of interested. Like, I don't know uh, where that's going to fit in modern times but like i want to see what that looks like and i really loved crazy taxi back in the day and i don't know that it really would work now but if they can make it work i think that'd be fun i know that jet set can work um i think uh skies of arcadia would be a great game to bring back as a a remake more of a sonic colors type um remastering where it's like not from the ground up not a big budget thing but i like get the taste uh, out there to to see if people can uh, latch onto it because Sega coming out with like a, a big budget eventual sequel to that game, I think they can turn that thing into a franchise. Mm. Like Golden Sun and Skies of Arcadia are the types of RPGs that if you were there, you fucking know and yeah. like you loved them. Uh, but I don't think that they have that mainstream appeal nowadays. But I think that that can change. Like I think with the right kind of push and love, like people could be really into that. If anyone from Sega is watching this, I'll say it before and I'll say it again. I will very happily write you a story for Crazy Taxi that involves the old Crazy Taxi crew trying to wage a war against a fake version of Uber and Lyft in the sea. I love Trust it. me. Boy, JD. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, out today. Oh, wait, no. I skipped, I skipped a whole page there. I skipped a, a good bit of a jingle there. You hate to see it. You hate um, to see it. Here we go. I've got it. Mm -hmm. It's going to be some time before Crazy Taxi arrives, Tim. But <laughs> if I wanted to go... <laughs> uh, if I wanted the... Uh, fuck, I'm, I'm biffing this so hard. <laughs> the official uh, list the official of list upcoming, upcoming stuff. <laughs> each and every platform is listed by the kind of funny games daily show hosts every week. Let me explain to you why that happens. I'm on this laptop, which is a... Uh, it's a Razer laptop and it's like supposed to be good. It's got an RTX 2070 in there, but recently all the display drivers constantly crash like every night and everything goes black for like 10 seconds and then reappears. So as I started talking there, everything went black and I was like, oh, you got right, well, to update go. those drivers, man. 
Dude, you can't. It won't give me new updates for it. It's just like, no. Yeah, you got to try. You got to look at this. I've, I've looked everywhere. I think I just need do to do throw do this do laptop do do out. Do 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 yeah. Yeah. Thank you to Barrett for getting us back on track. That's why he is the boss baby. <laughs> the CEO genius. Um, out today, we have Evil Dead the Game for Switch, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and S and PC. And that's it, as far as I can tell. Um, what I'd encourage everyone to do is find your local or your nearest video game platform of choice and purchase a little game called Elden Ring. <laughs> I'm sure you do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, new dates. Uh, Kirby 64 is coming to Nintendo Switch Online Expansion Pack on the 20th of May. In my entire life, Tam, there mm-hmm. are two video games that stick out to me as the biggest disappointments of purchases mm-hmm. I've ever made. This was the first one, Kirby 64, Kirby and the Crystal Shards. It was just not, this is a, it was back in the day where I'm not watching trailers. Like you're not seeing what these games are. I imagined it was going to be like Mario 64, right? Mm-hmm. Like I knew Mario on the Nintendo and then I knew Mario on the N64. I knew Kirby on the Nintendo. You can kind of do the math. Nope, didn't work that way. This game was so, so not what I expected. And I don't know if it's a good game or not. I don't know mm-hmm. what people's real reception is based on Twitter yesterday. feels like everyone fucking loves this game. Everyone's like, oh man, this is a classic. I, I don't trust them. I've, I'm in, I've, I've going never heard anybody talk out. about Kirby 60. I didn't even know there was a Kirby 64. You have 64 of these little fucks Listen, running around. It's more like Kirby 64, the crystal shots. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Thank you. How, thank did, you it, how did we get this before we got, DK64, an actual true it's classic. A good of question. Nintendo, it's Nintendo a good 64. question. And I don't want people being like, well, Rare made it so they don't. They re release it on the fucking Wii U. They own the rights to the fucking game chat, all right? Where is DK64? I enjoyed Kirby and the Crystal Shards more than I enjoyed. Tam, <laughs> I'm kicking you out of but this fucking <laughs> episode. <laughs> oh, I but thought you said Tam. I was like, I'm catching strays for no reason. But... <laughs> Devil May Cry 2 was the other one. I'll never forget. Oh, I've told this story Don't. a million times, Tam, but I pre-ordered it. Could not be more excited. I'm like, holy shit, we're getting this sequel. It's bigger. It's badder. Let's fucking go. I get to yep. EB Games. I got my little pre-order slip, and I walk up to the guy, and he goes, oh, you didn't hear, did you? And I was like, what are you talking about? And he points to the uh, uh, Game Informer that was like right next to me. He's like, Dude, look at their review. And I opened it. I looked. I was like, no. I think it was like a three out of ten. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't believe you. No uh, yep. fucking way. <laughs> yep. I did the same thing. I had a. I convinced my one of my parents to buy me that game. It was the one game they were gonna buy me, and I chose wrong, baby. <laughs> God. Uh, real quick deals of the day. We got Batman Arkham Knight on Steam is uh, basically three dollars on a GMG Kingdom Hearts all in one package for PS4, $30 on Amazon, Disco Elysium, the final cut is $14 on GOG, and Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver 2 on Steam, which on Steam is 90 cents, and on Fanatical is 97 cents on uh, GOG. So please buy Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver 2 so we can get a new one of those games. Um, read a mail real quick. Uh, are we running too far over to do this, Barrett? Um... Uh... Yeah, let's keep the reader mail for uh, the post show. And let, yeah, okay, post let's show. let's save it. Let's save it. All right, there you go. There was no your wrongs. We got everything right. Everything right. You love to see it. Um, if you're watching live on Twitch after this, uh, what is after this? Is it more KFW? Is we are streaming uh, no. Evil oh. Dead the game. Uh, oh hell yeah! Be, uh, Greg Miller, uh, Mike Howard, Andy Cortez, 
Roger Picorni and myself uh, getting Whoa. in there and uh, you know uh, messing up some some scary zombies and stuff and uh, messing with each other and it's gonna be a fun time. I see uh, Mike's feed already. He looks like a, a knight from like olden times, and I don't know what the context is there. Yeah, how do you do that? Evil <laughs> Dead, the, like the universe and lore. But I'm excited. Oh to wait, find no, out. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I know what that is. If you want to watch that stream later, make sure you subscribe to YouTube.com forward slash Kind of Funny Plays. Remember, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily, where each and every weekday live right on twitch.tv for slash kind of funny games we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about we've got a patreon post show for those that are subbed on a silver level of patreon.com for slash kind of funny games to stick around for that otherwise until next time laugh and grow fat